Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia, and we're coming to you live from the 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. We made it. We made it. <laughs> was that Soldier Boy song? We made it. <laughs> that joy go hard. I might need to play that right? part of the day. Yeah. yeah. Soldier Boy bring back memories. Yeah, man. <laughs> I remember Soldier Boy had everybody wanting to be like a, a DJ. Like I, like I remember trying to get the little because he he had the uh, the app on his uh, computer, the fruit, Fruity Loops. It was like the system that he used to make his um his beats. His beats, yeah. Which it was a very basic. Uh, like system, like you know, yeah. you would think like, hey, you know, those beats used to like crank mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, yeah. crank that soldier boy, yep. you know, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, trying to like, dang, I'm like, it was that simple. Like he was explaining it or whatever. So yeah, because downloaded he, used, he 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 started the whole like get put yourself on type correct, of thing, correct. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. started. He was Drake. one of the first ones using like YouTube and you yeah. know kind of those own little platforms to kind of do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. But how's everything going? Are you good? Everything's good. It's good. Just been crazy busy. Yeah. You don't even, you don't even want to begin to know what my week has been like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, go ahead and let, let us know. Let the people know. Let myself know. I, you know, I keep up with you, so I kind of know a little bit. But a what, little what's bit, going yeah. on? So, uh, let me see. Let's start off with uh, last week. So, last week, um, <clears throat> so my daughter, she's uh, she's the president of her uh, student government. And so, the sixth graders and the seventh graders had an award ceremony, and then the eighth graders had an award ceremony. And so, because she's the president of the whole student body, she had to speak at the sixth and seventh grade award ceremony for grades and then she also got g- good grades and so she had to speak at her own award ceremony for eighth grade so okay monday night she had um to speak at the sixth and seventh grade award ceremony tuesday and then we had volleyball right after mm-hmm. that at the oceanfront so okay. we literally ran from the award ceremony <laughs> and shot it right down to 19th street at the oceanfront okay. for her to do volleyball until 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday, she had her own award ceremony. On Wednesday, um, my daughter is leaving primary, going to intermediate. So we had third grade uh, open house. And then on Thursday, my daughter plays sports. So that they had the sports award ceremony on Thursday. Oh, wow. And then Friday... We had volleyball. Oh, and I forgot to mention on Wednesday we had volleyball right after the third grade um, open house. Jeez. Friday we had volleyball, and then Saturday she had her eighth grade formal where she had to get dressed up. And that day, you know what? I saw those to, pictures online. Yes, yeah, we had to get up at eight a.m. go get her nails done. Then I had I had to do her hair, and then um, she got dressed. And the uh, her date came over. They took pictures and stuff like that. And then we took them to the dance. The other parent picked them up. And it was like this whole big thing. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. And um, then Sunday, volleyball again. And then that turned into the next week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I can't even remember what that week was like. But I feel like on Monday, I know for sure we have volleyball. Um, on Tuesday, we went to the movies. On Wednesday, we have volleyball. On Thursday was the last day of school, so then we went to Chicks Beach. Okay. Yeah, I remember you telling yeah. me about that. Yeah, went to Chicks Beach. It was beautiful. That's the best beach in Virginia Beach that I've ever been to. 
Okay. <laughs> I actually got in the water. Okay. So that was nice. Um, and then Friday, here we are. That's and good. in between time, I officially I'm officially licensed in Georgia. Okay. Um, we went finally, went, right? Finally, I've been, been been telling you to do that for the longest. Yes, and you don't listen to me though. Yep, yep. I have closings that's been happening, mm-hmm. getting files cleared to close. Okay. Um, I had uh, Russell's heating and cooling come over. Okay. To do some maintenance stuff on my um, HVAC system. Okay. I went to a networking lunch at Cork and Bull. Yes, I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> I went to this thing called food truck. Thursdays at the office. Okay. Um. And yeah, that's 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 been. That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm really tired. You tired? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, tired. that's a lot. I'm, I was tired of hearing you talk about it, right? so I can imagine doing all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nah, yes. That's, that's and what's then, up, man. And James is on the ship. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is all me. Dang. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, all me. That's tough. <laughs> right? That's tough. That's tough. Very tough. Yeah. But it got done. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I um, miss a beat. <laughs> I, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Well, for me, um, big thing was for me was my kids, uh, <clears throat> they got out of school uh, last week. And so they wanted to go down to the beach. Um, so they got out of school on Wednesday and then... Uh, we did. I took my son to the barbershop with me. We went and just kind of got a, you know, a summer summer lineup, I guess you could say. And then um, on Thursday, we went down to the oceanfront. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That that joint, man, <clears throat> it's crazy. So like, we the plan was to go eat lunch at uh, Mellow Mushrooms, a spot we go down there all the time, get their pizza. I think their pizza is the best. It's really really good. Um, so we ate lunch there and the plan was to check into the hotel cause there's a new embassy suites hotel that's right beside the Marriott down on North end, um, which is really, really nice. The Marriott, we, every time we stay down there, we, every time we go down there, we stayed at the, the North end and stay at that Marriott on 41st street. And so the embassy suites is right next door. They just opened it like a couple weeks ago. And so we went, we went there to go check in at two. They were like, the room wasn't ready yet. So we ended up having to, like, drive around. I had a closing to go to that day. Um, it was a family friend of uh, a friend of my family, I would say, for the closing. So we went out there for that. It was way in Portsmouth. Then we came back and finally got into the room. But it was really nice. I mean, Embassy Suites, their hotel there is really, really nice. Um, they have, like, a nice bar downstairs. and they. Uh, do you like the Embassy Suites or do you like the Marriott better? That's funny. Brooke asked me the same question. I would say I give the slight edge to the Marriott. Um, but Brooke actually said she liked the Embassy Suites a little bit better. Are the rooms um, more modern? They're this. I mean, they're updated. They're 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 modern, just like I would say Marriott rooms were. You oh, know, okay. um, we stayed when in you a think one Embassy Suites. You don't think that correct? You know what I mean? Correct. For the most part, so. that's true. But I think with it being brand new, I mean, it was it was modern. I mean, it was nice. They had granite countertops and stuff in the room. Nice okay. tile in the shower and everything. Okay. And we stayed in a one bedroom this time. Normally, we just stay in like a double bed. You know, have like yeah. two beds. You know, for the kids and for us. So you got a suite. Um, yeah. So we actually got a suite um, this time. So it was like an actual bedroom. Um, you know, they had like a kitchen and all that or whatever. So okay. it was it was pretty cool. Did y'all cook? Nah, nah. We just oh, okay. we had gotten we had got food and we just kind of like kept it, you know, in the refrigerator. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we ate there, so goes into the next part. We had we went like I mentioned to you. 
the good thing about I would say Embassy Suites is Marriott has you know two restaurants that are really good at on property, but NBC Suites, they give you a complimentary free uh, buffet breakfast, which was really, really good because we had that the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, when we got there, they give you, um, there's a complimentary, like, there's a bar area. They give you two drinks per person. So we got two um, drinks per person. And then they give you, like, like little finger food. They have, like, little stuff that you can get, and it's free. Just staying there. So if you, anytime you stay there, you just get it. And so it was a whole bunch of people who were staying at the the hotel they were downstairs they had their family and their kids and stuff and so we were kind of just mixing mingling and just kind of doing our thing so that was pretty cool um so we went to they also have a restaurant on the back side that faces the beach called tacos and tequila um so that was pretty cool so we ended up eating dinner there um it was unfortunately that weekend was kind of cold a little bit i guess you could say that evening it got pretty chilly um, but we sat outside and we had a fire pit and everything out there which was nice um and we got some food and some drinks so that was pretty cool and then I was tired, man. That day was a lot of ripping and running, nowhere near as much as what you did. So we ended up knocking out. And the next morning, we drove to Williamsburg and went to Bush Gardens. And so that was actually really good because a lot of people were graduating um, from high school then. I know your daughter graduated as well or was graduating in that time frame too. And so I think everybody was focused on the graduations and really wasn't very many people there at Bush Gardens, man. So we were there you know, for the better part, all of Friday. And, um, I mean, we were able to get on rides back to back. and It was really good. That was probably the best that I can remember recently. The weather was great, and uh, it was really, really wasn't very many waits at all. So that was pretty cool. Um, that weekend, uh, Saturday, what did I do? I hung out with my daughter. Uh, my son went to a birthday party, which was to go see Spider-Man at the movies. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I went to go see Spider-Man, too. So we saw Little Mermaid and Spider-Man within the same week. Oh, you did? Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's good. I what, how did you, did you like Spider-Man? No. It wasn't good? Yeah, no. Brooke said it wasn't good either. I mm. love Marvel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm a Marvel fan. I've she said it was everything. all over the place. It was just like. It was too... Yeah, it was all over the place. Yeah. And then it's... it's she said part- that the end was pretty decent, but she said like... Yeah, the ending was actually pretty decent because mm. it kind of came together, but at mm. the beginning it was all over the place. It was a lot going on. I feel like it didn't really follow the same storyline as all the other Marvel movies. They mm. did implement some of the some of the things that happened in the, in the first Spider-Man. Okay. Because that Spider-Man that came out was like a follow-up to another Spider-Man. Okay. Like cartoon... That same little boy was in the... First up, Spider-Man, and he was in this one. I can't remember what the name of it is, but um, it was nice, like, to see that they actually implemented the two, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a black leading, yeah, yeah. you know, character, mm-hmm. but, no, nah, I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah I was that's, sitting that's there what so confused. Too. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was glitchy. It was like, it was. that's what it was about. It was about, like, kind of like, um, you know how Doctor Strange is, where they, in these time warps, and they jump in multiverses and stuff like that? I don't like that. Yeah. I only watch Doctor Strange for the to actually keep up. I don't watch Doctor Strange because I like it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I you. prefer, you know, I, I hate that Iron I don't know what's going to happen with Iron Man. I know he passed away or whatever Yeah. Mm-hmm. in the uh, Marvel series, but hopefully he comes back somehow. Okay. And so did um so did uh Captain America. Okay. Remember he flashed back. I don't know if you keep up nah. with it, but he flashed back and went back and with his um, original girlfriend, and he became, like, an older man. I don't know how he did it, but he, like, jumped multiverse and then went back and actually had a family with this lady, but he can actually jump back, so that might be something that happens later on, but I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Okay. 
We will see. I love Marvel, but yeah, wasn't a fan of that. The Mermaid was good. I, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Only thing I didn't like about the Mermaid was um, the Little Mermaid. I'm sorry, was the fact that it was a very dark movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Obviously, we knew exactly what was going to happen. The two parts that I was looking forward to was the kitchen scene that they didn't have when um, Sebastian was about to get cooked. Yeah. I hate that they didn't have that part because I remember that song that they sung during that time frame of the movie. Um, And then what was the second part? It was another part that I missed, but I can't remember right now. But I was looking forward to seeing those two parts and I didn't see them. Gotcha. Yeah, right. yeah. Nah, it was I, still a good movie, though. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was a good movie. It definitely yeah. it definitely was a good movie. I agree with you there. Um, we saw Little Mermaid, like I mentioned to you. I think like the first weekend. Yeah, yeah <clears> I saw it when it first came. Yeah, out. Yeah, when it first came out. It was, yeah, it was a Monday. Yeah, it was right? Memorial Day. Yeah, Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knew it was out of school. Something. Yeah, the kids yeah. were out of school that day, so we went and checked it out. So yeah, yeah it was dope. But um, but yeah, so Saturday that um, going back where I was saying Saturday, me and Sloan kind of hung out, did our thing. Brooke took Nile. Um, to the movie theater to go see uh, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man for his birthday. Or not for his birthday, but for another, another kid's birthday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that was pretty cool. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, just been kind of chilling, to be honest with you. You know, just just working. And like you said, it's the busy time with it being the summer. Um, you know, we're getting a lot more applications, a lot more deals on the contract. I had a crazy, <clears throat> crazy situation where a buyer, you know, was under contract, was supposed to close, and... Two days before closing, the seller and listing agent found out that the seller owed an additional $70,000 that they didn't know about. We were like, what? Like, how do you not know that, like, this far into the game? And mind you, the buyer that I'm doing the loan for, she's 35 weeks pregnant, um, Mm. and, you know, she's already sold her home. So she already had a home that she owned. So she was already in the process of selling her home to purchase this new home because she needed the proceeds to help her with some of the costs with this new purchase. So she had already signed the dotted line and sold the home, and then she finds this information out. And so we were scrambling, scrambling, and then, you know, we had basically 10 days between, you know, when she had to be out of her house because she did a rent back for like 10 days just to be on the safe side, which we're glad that she did that. And um, she was able to find something else, and me and the agent was able to get her closed um you know closed you know within 10 days so it was it was a miracle i'm not gonna lie to you and the house she got was better she likes this one better so it's funny how things work out like that right yeah that's that's because yeah. yeah. i mean it was when she got the news man she was like I, I, shocked like like it I was, was like she wasn't i would have been stressed yeah no like, she was very stressed she was very like, stressed yeah especially yeah. like 35 weeks i already know that's the time frame that you know you start not being able to sleep as as much yeah. you know it's, your hot, body out, start it's, it's hot outside it's hot outside yeah, you moody. gotta pee every day all day <laughs> every 10 minutes you gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> i don't know if she's actively working but if yeah, you're working yeah that was her first child yeah, it's her first child. Yeah. Listen, yeah. that <laughs> the stress is there when it's your first child. You yeah. know, you you trying to figure shit out because you've yeah. never done it before. Yeah. It's even stressful when you already got kids because now you got to figure out what to do with those. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's uh happy she's, now. She's happy. Yeah, she's happy <laughs> now. She's able to get moved in right before the baby comes. Um, she said she already had like the nursery and all that stuff like picked out and everything. So that's dope. I'm excited for them. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much. You know, my last week and a half has been, I mean, it's been pretty busy, but um, really productive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
Now it's time to jump into exercise your knowledge since we oh, yeah. went over what we did for the past two weeks. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't tire you out yeah. listening to all that. Right. Um, but during this segment, we ask you a mortgage-related question. We want you to think about the answer, hold it in the back of your brain, and then we will reveal the answer later on in the segment. So today's exercise your knowledge question is, what is an EMD, a.k.a. earnest money deposit? Do you know what that is? Do you know what it's for? Think about it, and we will give you the answer later on in the segment. Cool. All right, so today's topic is um, house hacking. Yeah. Is it legal? Can we do that? Do you know what house hacking is? Yeah. It sounds it sounds bad though, doesn't it Does sound like it? house house hacking, like hacking, like you know, this is like a your computer gets hacked or your phone gets hacked, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. But it's actually a good term when it comes to mortgage. So it's yeah. basically identifying how to maximize your opportunity when it comes to purchasing a property. Right? Yeah. yeah. So one of the ways that you can maximize your opportunity is let's say you're a a single person or maybe a person with a kid it doesn't really matter and <clears throat> you're a first-time home buyer well when you're a first-time home buyer um, you have the opportunity to purchase a single-family home a town home a condo but you also have the opportunity to purchase a duplex as long as you're planning on occupying one of the units you could buy that property as a non-investment property. So ultimately what that means is, as the lender, we take a look at occupancy. So it's our job to figure out, are you going to truly live in this house? And if you are, then you get a little bit of a a break when it comes to your down payment and your interest rate. And so if you're a first-time home buyer, it's always a good, um, good choice to buy something like a duplex because then when you're living in that duplex, you're actually collecting rent from the other side the rent can potentially pay for, if not your whole mortgage, a portion of your mortgage, making your monthly expenses for your housing a lot lower. Yeah, that's And also, true. when we're qualifying you, if that side is already being rented, we can actually use that income to lower your debt-to-income ratio to get you into that property a lot sooner. So that's one way to house hack, and I think it's awesome. I wish I would have done that and purchased a duplex my first time around. So here lately, I've been actually trying to get my niece because she's a single person, doesn't have any kids yet. I'm like, girl, go buy a duplex. I've actually even looked up duplexes. Like, look, let's go look at this one. Let's go figure this out <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can get into this house. Stop saying you can't do it right now. Now is the best time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I told her, I was like, you know, because she's still living that whole um, kind of like single roommate life so i'm like girl you can buy this house rent out one side live in one side and then still rent a room and make two times the rent and then when you decide that you're ready to move on get married and do all those things you'll have a income producing home and then be living in a in another home later when you when you decide to purchase something new yeah yeah that's um as they say that's that's free game right there man that's that's definitely um, uh, a, a hacking way of looking at it, yes. um, you know, buying that multi-unit and not even like Sophia just said, not even just a duplex. Sometimes you can find a triplex or a quad because mm-hmm. um, when it comes to real estate, when it comes to real estate financing, when it comes to residential financing, you know, the most that you can do is a four unit property. Right. So, you know, typically duplexes are probably going to be easier to find and easier to manage, especially with you being a first time home buyer because you're really having to just worry about the the unit the one unit beside you um but 
you know, or even on top of you. I guess it depends on how the duplex is set up. But, um, you know, sometimes you might come across an uh, opportunity where you can buy like a triplex or a quad, and that's really a game changer if you can get that it many. Because that can really set you up for, for the future, you know, using those rents. I mean, you can you know, probably pocket a couple of thousand dollars extra a month after the mortgage has been accounted for, you know, once you move in or even once you move and move out um, as well. So, yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I wanted to kind of chat about today was I know a lot of times people will come to me and when it comes to you buying a home and let's say you've already, you know, used your first time home buying and you bought a a duplex, as Sophia mentioned, um, then when it comes to your next purchase, right, a lot of times people think they have to either sell that current home that they have so they can now qualify for that new mortgage or they feel that they have to have the house rented um, first before they can move. So that kind of puts them in a situation where they may have to live, live somewhere temporarily or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's actually not the truth. You, mm-hmm. There's actually ways around that. Um, you know, you could potentially get like on a VA loan, for instance, right? For a VA loan, you can have your agent who's helping you buy a house send comps of what the the normal rent amount is for that particular area for that kind of type of home that you're in that you're going to be leaving. Um, and we can use that to offset the mortgage payment, right? Yeah. So that's a that's a game changer, right? So you it allows you to be able to kind of stay in your house and transition from your old house or your, your current home into your new home um, without actually having to have at least to having somebody move in there and kind of put you or have you displaced for a temporary time. Correct. So that's huge. Um, and second, honestly, just even if you already have like, let's say a single family home or a condo and you're buying something else, um, you know, we can utilize... Um, you know, a lease, as I just mentioned to you, right? So we can utilize a lease that can now start within 30 days of when you plan on closing on your new home. So again, you don't have to be displaced. We can use 75% of whatever that lease amount is to help offset your current mortgage payment, Mm -hmm. which will now allow you to purchase something and really maximize your buying power. So we don't want to handcuff you and put you in a situation where you, the only way you can qualify to buy a new home is having to qualify using the full amount for both mortgages. There's a way to offset your current mortgage payment by having some type of lease or some type of something in place to say, hey, this is what this house is going to be rented for. And that's going to allow you to really almost in most cases um, cancel out that full mortgage payment and allow you to have maximum buying power with that new purchase. So that's another way that we consider house hacking, you know, and honestly, you could continue doing that over and over again. I've helped several people like, I got a buddy of mine named Mo. I mean, I've helped him buy five, six houses over the years, and he's a single guy. Um, and what he does is every single year, he just buys another, a new home, and he stays in it for about a year or so. And then after about a year or so, he gets a tenant in there, and then he buys another home. And he does the same thing, and he buys another home, and he just continues to multiply that situation. He tells me that, hey, he's going to continue to do it until he finds his wife. And, you know, once that happens, he has all these properties that can kind of take, you know, springboard them as far as their wealth and their journey together. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a huge way to go about it. I mean, I kind of wish I would have done that, you know, when I Mm -hmm. was coming up. I mean, I did the smart thing by buying something young early, but, you know, I should have bought like a multi-unit home or just kind of buying something every single year, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, is is something that really you can really take advantage of and really, you know, have a whole bunch of properties lined up by the time you're actually ready to build with someone. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's another way of doing things. And then mm-hmm. another thing that 
um, isn't mentioned as much is the Geo Bachelor. Yep. Um, you just recently had yeah. this situation come up, so I'll go ahead and let you explain it. But yeah, um, I know that it was also your first time, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Sophia, man, um, she 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 gave me game again, man. It's funny. That's why we work together as a team, man. I want to matter. Of fact, I want to give you love on that one, man. <laughs> I want to give you love because, like I said, that was a pretty decent purchase that I helped. Um, so I had this guy who I helped him buy a house probably like six or seven years ago here locally in Hampton Roads. He's military. He uses VA loan. I've actually helped him refinance a couple of times that same home once rates got lower and everything. And, you know, he's always relied. He's always reached out to me, asked me questions on certain things and all that good stuff. And he's referred me some other people as well, which has been great. So anyway, he's here in Virginia. He just recently got orders to go to Mississippi. Right. And, you know, his family is here in Virginia. And he has extended family in Georgia. And so that's ultimately where he wanted to end up, right? His kids are, like, all in that age where they're, like, getting ready to become high school and all that. And he wanted them to be in a certain, you know, certain area. So they can finish. So they can finish their, you know, the rest of their uh, public schools, right? Mm -hmm. So what we did, and I didn't even know this. I'm thinking when someone has orders somewhere, I know VA loan is very strict on you have to live in it you have to live in it you have to live in it right so i know i'm thinking when it comes to him buying a home he has to buy a home in mississippi because that's where his orders has him at that's where he's, he's staying on base he's living there and he has to buy something in the in, in the same state that he's working in right same area <clears throat> but now before you continue we, yeah. i want to make this disclaimer that this is only for VA loans. Correct. Strictly VA. This yeah. is where this, this is what Geo Bash this is when Geo Bashling comes in. Only for VA. Yep. So go yeah. Yeah. Only only VA loans. And so what we were able to do in this situation is he was able to buy a home in Georgia, which is not very far from Mississippi, you know, it's a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was able to buy a home in Georgia and get his family into that home, right? So his family, it's the summertime now, and they wanted to do it during this, which it worked out perfectly so the kids didn't have to miss any school or have to, you know, um, move during the school year or anything like that. So he bought a home. He was able to buy a home in Georgia, still be in Mississippi, rent out the home that he has here in Virginia. We were able to utilize some of the amount that um, that he's able to get the house rented for, you know, as well. VA, like I mentioned to you earlier, VA, all we have to do is get the comps and show you what the home is, uh, what Templey would rent for. He was able to get the comps from his agent, utilize that amount to offset his current mortgage payment, and he was able to buy his forever home, a pretty expensive home down in Georgia, and put his family there. And so now he's able to go up and see his family as, you know, as, as much as it allows, as much as the military allows. And then ultimately, once he's out of the military, because what he told me, this is probably going to be his last tour. He only has three years left. Um, then he can go to Georgia, and that's where his family is and be there and, and spend time there. So kind of, you know, really get ahead of the game versus having to wait until after he gets out of the military. So he was able to use his VA benefits, use his income that he's making now, um, and really maximize that situation, which was a win. And I didn't even know you can do that. And Sophia kind of gave yeah. me game on being able to, to maneuver that situation. Correct. So geo-bashling ultimately means that, the military member is living separately from his family. And so the VA recognizes that sometimes that can happen. And in this case, he was. He was stationed in Mississippi. He wasn't living in a house in Mississippi. He was living in the barracks and Mm -hmm. on base. Mm -hmm. And he had housing that was pretty much free, right? And his family was here in Virginia. And so the VA recognizes the family as, uh, um, as occupying a property as well. And so 
that's why he was given the opportunity to buy the house in Georgia. Even though he physically wasn't there, his family occupying that house satisfies the occupancy. And so with his family moving there, they're able to utilize that VA home loan because they're moving into the property within 60 days of them closing, which definitely that was what was happening. And he was able to rent this house in Virginia, and he's still living on base for free, so he doesn't have any housing expense. Now, this same thing can happen even if you he was purchasing a home in Mississippi. So he could have a house, have an apartment, have whatever in Mississippi, and still buy a house as a primary residence for his family. But in that case, we would just have to consider both of those rents or mortgages and account them towards his debt-to-income ratio. But in this case, he didn't have a housing expense, so he was able to utilize and maximize all his money going towards that new property, which helped um, because he needed it for his debt-to-income ratio. And even give you more game, another hack is the home that he has here in Virginia like I mentioned to you, when I helped him buy the house initially, he was he bought it using his VA loan, right? Mm-hmm. And so he only had a certain amount of entitlement left um, with his VA loan. So this new purchase initially was going to require him to have to put down about $50,000 because once this new purchase happened, he was in, it was over the $600,000 price point. He would have maximized his entitlement and he would have had to put money down to make up for the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what we did ahead of time is we refinanced out of the VA loan to a conventional loan, Mm -hmm. which then restored his entitlement. So now he was able to have full entitlement for this new purchase. And so for that new purchase, he didn't have to put any money down. Correct. So that was another hack. That's another way. Another, And I've done that actually several times. That's something else that you could also do. So if you're kind of like a planner and you know ahead of time, like, hey, you know, I have a VA loan on a home right now. The next purchase I'm looking at purchasing is going to probably be over your entitlement. And you can reach out to us as a mortgage professional. We can kind of do the numbers on that. We would have to get a copy of your certificate of eligibility and kind of see exactly how much entitlement you have left. And if your new purchase is going to be over that amount, then uh, a way to kind of save you some money as far as not having to put a certain amount of money, a certain amount of money down for that new purchase is maybe to refinance your current home out of a VA loan to a conventional loan, which then restores and fulfill or, you know, really, um, it just it gives you your full entitlement back, right? Mm-hmm. So it allows you to be able to potentially purchase at a much higher price point and not have to put any money down. Yes. So yes, you can use your VA home loan more than one time. Correct. So you can use as long as you have entitlement, as long as you have enough entitlement left, you could reuse that VA loan as many times as you want to. So if you decide that you want to buy a house using your VA loan and then live in it for a few years, refinance it into a conventional loan, you could buy it again. Or if you have enough entitlement, you may be eligible to buy two homes under your VA entitlement. As long as your story makes sense and we could justify why you're doing what you're doing, then we can um, make it work. It's just that we, we can't do any mortgage fraud, but we can definitely yeah. um, help you with what your specific circumstance because everybody's circumstance is different. You yeah. may be wanting to buy up. You may be wanting to buy down. You may be wanting to buy closer because of traffic. You may be wanting to buy because of your family. I mean, there's so many different reasons why people – but we just have to make sure that it makes sense. Yeah. And that's something big. I want to just say this real quick is that's why it's very important on who you use when it comes to buying a house, right? What mortgage professional you use because a lot of people in our industry don't know these things. Like I like no. Sophia just mentioned, I've been doing this for 15 years and there was something that I didn't know, 
right? Mm -hmm. But being able to have Sophia to lean on and vice versa, you know, we work well together as a team to be able to make sure that, you know, we pretty much have all bases covered, you know, when it comes to any type of question or any type of situation, right? Because people have different things going on in their lives. And a lot of times, you know, it may be a unique situation that there's a way to still, you know, maneuver it and make it happen. But if you're talking to someone who doesn't have the experience or doesn't have the know-how, they'll just may tell you no, that it can't happen. And, exactly. then, you know, they always say bad news or incorrect news travels quicker than the truth. Yep. So a lot of times you'll you'll start hearing, hey, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then that's just kind of known that you can't do it when you might be able to mm-hmm. do it, right? So being able to have that person who knows what they're doing and, and really exhausts all options for you is very important when it comes to the home lending process. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the more years or the more skin in the game that you have is yep. what you say, right? Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> the more experience you get and the more experience you get, that's how you're able to work through these different scenarios. So a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, when they're new in the game, not saying that they aren't good, but sometimes it's all about experience too. So yeah. you have to go through something under to understand something sometimes. Correct. And I feel like with the amount of years you've been in, the amount of experience that I have, because even though you've been in longer – there was a time where I was probably producing just like so much, you mm-hmm. know, in that time frame that I have been in. Yeah. And so um, it's uh, with the two combined, we have definitely experienced a lot. Yeah. A lot of different scenarios. Correct. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So do you have another house hacking tip? Um, Fresh off my mind, no. I mean, there's there's several different ones out there. I think I wanted to kind of just limit to the handful of well, I ones. Have one. Oh, you do? Oh, what you got? <laughs> my bad. What you got? All right. So earlier this year, I had a client that had a house that was paid in full. So we all have some clients that you know they've been very successful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've been really um, utilizing their portfolio the best the way the best way that they can, or maximizing their opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So I had someone who. I'm not even sure if she if her house was inherited, and a lot of people are starting to inherit houses mm-hmm. now because yeah, a lot of the baby, yeah. baby boomers are mm-hmm. unfortunately starting to transition, you know, into the next life, and their those homes are going to their family members. And so, mm-hmm. I had someone who had a home that was paid in full, and she wanted to purchase something different. So. We basically took that property, we refinanced it, took cash out, and she was able to use that cash to put down on a triplex. Mm. So now she's she's paying, you know, mortgages now, obviously, but she's getting three rents from a triplex, plus, you know, she's renting out the one home that she, um, that she refinanced, and she's making double or triple the amount of that she's making that she's paying in mortgage yeah so that's another way to house hack so if you have an opportunity where you bought a home in the past and you find yourself having some equity in that property and you want to expand your portfolio you can also refinance to take some of that money out and then use it to um, purchase another property yeah yeah and also another thing now now that we're just going there i'm going to go there too right (laughs) So now that now that uh, another thing is is strengths and numbers, right? So if you're in a situation where you're you know dating someone or getting ready to get married or whatever the case may be, you know I always tell folks to both of you buy a house first, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Before you guys' living situation combines, what you can do is you could have one of you buy one house, the other you buy another house. 
And then, you know, when you guys do come together, you could potentially live in one and then rent the other one out. Or you can just buy a new one together and then rent both of the other both of the, the houses out yep. that you bought individually. Um, so that's another house hacking um, yep. thing. I actually did that personally myself with Brooke. You know, I was like, hey, look, you should buy this house, even though, you know, she was pretty much kind of like living with me. You know, we were living together like it was like, hey, you go ahead and buy this house and boom. And then, so then that point, we bought another house together. We had both of the houses rented out. So, yeah, it's another way to definitely house hack. And like I said, kind of start your investment piece up front. Because a lot of times people think, hey, we got to secure our housing for ourselves first. And then we got to go out there and try to buy these investment properties. When you can really have the foresight to say, hey, I'm going to buy these houses now to live in temporarily. But they're going to be investment properties. And then once your living situation then put you in a situation where you do combine your life mm-hmm. with someone then those properties have already been purchased. Exactly. So that's a way of getting around not having to put as much money down. Because, you know, mm-hmm. when you're buying an investment property, you're going to have to put down at least 20% in most cases, 15 to 20%, um, 25% depending upon if it's a multi-unit property or not. Correct. So, you know, to kind of get around that, you know, when you're buying a house as a primary residence, you know, you could buy houses as little as 3%, 5%, sometimes nothing down, depending on the loan type and if you're a first-time home buyer and what you Correct. qualify for. So you're Correct. able to kind of buy that investment property as a primary front because you're living in it and then as you transition to something else boom you have that investment property without having to you know liquidate all a lot more money than you would have to purchase on the back end so exactly and then another uh, good tip (laughs) well we got tips for days okay so another good tip is is with virginia housing so this is for all the people who live locally um here in this area you mentioned you Mm -hmm. know potentially purchasing a home with zero down so with virginia housing if you live in an economic or you're purchasing in an econ- economic opportunity area, you actually don't have to be a first-time home buyer yeah. to utilize their um, down payment assistance program. Yeah. So um, if you know how to navigate a computer <laughs> and you could type. <laughs> I, I hope that's everybody. <laughs> well, you know, some people yeah. <laughs> some people act like they can. You're, you're right. You're right. You're but, right. But um, right. you can go to Virginia Housing's website and you could take a look at their um their map and you can type in specific addresses and it'll tell you if it's in a targeted area and if it is you actually don't have to be a first time home buyer to utilize that program to purchase so that's another house hack a lot of people don't know that yeah um but it has to be specific and um don't think of it as oh economic opportunity area is the bad area because it's not mm-hmm. most of virginia beach besides the house b- besides the ocean front is actually an economic opportunity area and so don't think of it, like I said, don't think of it as a bad area because Virginia Beach, for the most part, is, I mean, it's pretty good. For the yeah. most part, I mean, they obviously everywhere has some of their, you know, hidden areas that are pretty pretty messed up. Yeah. But College Park, um, what up? <laughs> well, College Park all no, is not, a bad. No, no, I'm yeah. not saying, I, I was yeah. just saying what up because it's a neighborhood of Virginia Beach. That's where <laughs> I grew up. College but Park, it came in at the wrong time. I guess it, it did. I did it, it. it transitioned as if it was like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> because I've been in some places in College Park that look pretty decent to me. I mean, yeah. It looked like yeah, no, College Park, family yeah. areas. But then I've also yeah. been in some areas in College Park where it's like, oh, don't wait. Am I riding in right now? <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. That's just one other tip. Um, but, I mean, of course, there's so many different tips and tricks and ways to um, get things done. So definitely reach out to your mortgage professional because depending on your specific circumstance, that's going to um, allow us to be able to help you. It's not a blanket um, type of situation where one size fits all. It's, Correct. it's definitely not that. So Correct. 
definitely um, reach out to us if you have any questions about your particular circumstance. Absolutely. All right. So earlier in the segment, guys, we asked a um, question. This was this segment is called Exercise Your Knowledge. And so in this uh, segment, we asked you guys, what is an EMD or a.k.a. earnest money deposit? So um, drum roll. Did you want to explain this? Sure. Yeah, earnest money deposit is typically the money that you put when you're putting in an offer to purchase a home. Yeah. Um, so when you're buying a home, again, remember, you're talking in most cases hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And so if you're buying a home and you get on a contract, that seller now is no longer taking other offers on that home, right? Because they're in a binding contract with you. Um, and so what an earnest money deposit does is it, it binds that contract. It's basically like collateral, right? It's a good faith deposit yeah, it's towards a good, your transaction. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's typically depending on the purchase price. I mean, I've seen it anywhere to be $500 to 1% of the purchase price, even more. Even in more, some instances. especially yeah, some instances. new construction. Yeah, it, it, just, it just depends. Mm-hmm. It just shows the seller that in good faith you do plan on moving forward to purchase the home and if there's something that doesn't happen that's agreed upon in this contract, a lot of times that's the money that goes to the the party who didn't default, right? So if there's a seller and the seller, you know, did everything in good faith that was on the contract and the buyer pulled out for whatever reason or, or failed in, in the terms for whatever reason, then the seller is able to um, keep that money for their lost time or, you yeah. know, for whatever the situation, you know, is. But, yeah, earnest money deposit basically is just that money, that deposit towards the purchase of a home that a buyer presents at the time of an offer. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, um, like Brian mentioned, um, sometimes your earnest money deposit can be non-refundable depending on if you, as the buyer, um, what they call it when you what do, what is it called when you default on a contract? Yeah. Yeah. So if you do anything outside of what's mentioned in that contract, you can risk your earnest money deposit. Correct. But let's say you don't and everything goes well, that earnest money deposit is contributed towards your transaction. So it's yeah. not an extra fee that you pay the seller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just your money going towards your transaction. And yeah. it's a good faith deposit letting the seller know like, hey, I'm really interested in this property. I'm, I'm, I want to move forward. Yeah. It's ultimately what it means. And it's held in escrow. Yeah. Um, until you get to closing and then that money is then transferred to your transaction. Yeah, it's typically held in escrow by the closing attorney that you're using, a title company, or even sometimes the real estate broker who's uh, helping you with that particular transaction. Sometimes they'll hold it in their escrow as well. So it's either one of those, um, you know, and then like Sophia mentioned, um, it is credited towards the transaction. It's not yeah. extra fee. It's nothing like that. It's just money that's being held in good faith, you know, for you to purchase that particular home. And uh, if all your costs are being paid in the transaction and there's nothing to apply it to, then you do get it refunded after you mm-hmm. close. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So what you got coming up next? Um, what I got coming up next. So I got my buddy, his daughter mm-hmm. is a graduate. I know you just mentioned your daughter graduating, getting ready to go to high school. So I got my mm-hmm. one of my good buddies. His daughter is actually graduating, getting ready to go off to college. Um, so she's graduating Ooh. high school. What college? Uh, she's going it's in West Virginia. It's West Virginia State, I believe. Oh. Um, there's HBCU up there in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a track. She runs track. Um, and so she'll be running track up there. She got a track scholarship up there. So they're they're very excited. Um, but yeah, he's having Congratulations. a Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's having a um he's having like a graduation party for her. 
Um, and like I said, they're close family friends. They live in our neighborhood. So we're going to go over there and, you know, check them out, say what's up, you know, celebrate, uh, you know, their, their daughter, you know, doing big things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's pretty awesome. much pretty much what I got going on this weekend. Um, I know it is uh, Father's Day. So, yeah. you know, I'm hoping to, you know, have some uh, some blessings for Father's Day, you know. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy Father's Day to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, today is the last day of volleyball. Thank okay. Let me, well, let me say, let me, let me not say last day, but the last day for this spring league. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking about getting her into sand volleyball. So hopefully we'll see. We'll know. We'll see. But, okay. Um, yeah, so last day of driving to the oceanfront for at least, you know, two, three, four weeks. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. I'm excited about that. that. Um, she has a, a friend that's having a birthday dinner, and then they're going bowling tomorrow. So okay. I have to be transportation for that. So I'll be your per, her personal Uber Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. for that. Um, and then on besides that, I mean, I just plan on relaxing. I feel like I've I've earned you know, a few days of, of doing nothing. Yeah. Know? I yeah. do feel like that. So. Yeah, especially the summer, too, for public school, man. You know, summertime, you know, I know a lot of the public schools, like I mentioned, is they're all graduating. So um, I know a lot of the kids are going to be, you know, in the house or be wanting to, to chomp it a bit and do things. So I know your your kids are probably going to be wanting to do some stuff, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to um, check out that Tacos and Tequila um, place. Yeah. I definitely want to check them out. It was pretty um, good. It's really small though. I'll tell you that. Like you got I would probably recommend going on a day where um which is probably going to be difficult during the summer, but try to go maybe like on a on a not high traffic time because I mean yeah. there's literally like 12 to 15 people can fit there. Like I mean that's it. Like and I mean they got the pool. So I mean maybe if you're like sitting at the pool, maybe yeah. you can eat too, but like that immediate area is very very small. Very small. Very small. Yeah. Okay. Is it like three but do or four you don't tables? have to be a part of you don't have to stay in the hotel to visit the restaurant or anything. No. So like do they let you access the pool without like staying um, in It's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean okay. I think uh I don't know. I don't know. I can't even begin to answer. It, yeah, it, I don't know. Are I, they I didn't see anybody out there. with the bar that's outside? Like, can you take the tacos and and all that to the to the yeah. beach beach yeah. bar area? You can. And one thing I didn't know that I learned there is NBC Suites and Marriott. You're able to like they they cross each other, so you're able to like be at Embassy Suites and order food from Tulu and Orion's Roof. Oh. Yeah, so you can actually call room service and they can deliver food from the restaurant oh, that's across. Cool. So that, that, that right there is That perfect. was something that was pretty dope. Yeah, I didn't even know that, you know, but when I when I when we stayed there, you could see on the phone it said yeah. it had the list of all the other restaurants. I was like, "Oh, okay. That was that's pretty nice. cool." So, yeah, so but as far as if you if you're not staying at either one of the places and you're just like there at the pool, like I don't know how that how that dynamic is or whatnot, but that was one good thing I thought it was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. One restaurant, though, that I want to try, when I was at Chick's Beach, I saw this uh, restaurant called Bully 44 okay. or something like that. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty, it looked It looked like it was a nice spot, so I definitely want to go back um, okay. one of these days. But that particular day, we had already brought food, so I went to Jimmy John's and got, like, a bunch of different sandwiches and then had them cut them in um, thirds, and then we had ordered pizza. So we didn't even, we really didn't even have to leave the beach. Like, we okay. literally ate, hit the water, came back, ate, everybody snacked. We had juice, we had water, we had donuts, we had pizza, we had sandwiches, we had chips. So, 
you have they had snacks allure. Okay. <laughs> okay. They have plenty to do, so we didn't even have to uh, attempt to go inside of a restaurant. By the time we left, all we had to do was come home, shower, and go to bed. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and we didn't leave the beach until like sun was. It was dark. Okay. We left. Yeah, That's what's up. It was pretty. Yeah, it was like nine. So, I mean, okay, yeah, sun dark. doesn't get dark till yeah, it doesn't get dark now until about eight thirty nine o'clock. Yeah, now, so, so that makes we, sense. We left right, like, right as the sun had already, you know, set. So. Okay, that's what's yeah. up. It was a nice time, definitely a good time. I that's had a good up. time at Chick's Beast, and I and I usually don't like the beaches here. Um, but yeah, you be that hating one on was us. nice. You be hating I on mean, us. the water ain't even blue, man. You be hating on this, man. Is it not blue? I mean, what, what color is so? the water? Well, we we've already talked about this. Is was we it never brackish? Talked about it on, on brackish? Podcast, what, is it, what is it called? We what? talked about it at the uh, yeah, at the event, at the not on the podcast. Event. Okay. What color is your water? What color is my water? Yeah. <laughs> you like it's mine? Like I got my name. You claiming it? I'm from here, <laughs> yeah. man. So what color is your water? What color is yeah. it? It's like brownish, like you know, <laughs> it's brackish. You know what it's called? Brackish. Exactly. Know? So, but still, the beach, the beach here is man, it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Virginia Beach for and life, baby. And the water was cold. Let's say Virginia's for lovers, man. I guess you can, you know, we different here, man. I guess so. Yeah. But the water, yeah, I guess the water is loving on each other, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you want to hit them with the um, quote of the day? Yeah. So like uh, Sophia says all the time, we always try to leave you with some positivity. So uh, we typically leave you with a quote of some wise words that we felt moved to share. So today uh, the quote is, the cost of discipline is far cheaper than the regret. That's it. Oh, than than regret. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Let me repeat that one more time. (laughs) The cost of discipline is far cheaper than regret. So, nah, I think that's dope. I think that's really a good you know, quote, because for me, it's like, hey, when you're disciplined in something, when you're willing to sacrifice, that always is better and doesn't cost as much, you know, for you and for your long term than just being disciplined in the situation and being regretful that you didn't mm-hmm. do something, you know, when you were supposed to do it and when you knew you should do it. Yeah, so, it's far cheaper. Yeah. You pay for it when you regret something because it sits on you. For forever. Correct. But, you yeah. know, when you're like, disciplined in something, you typically don't have much, uh, you typically don't have much regret. Correct. My man Jay-Z said in Reasonable Doubt on one of his songs was called uh, Don't Live Life With Regrets, mm-hmm. you know. So I forget the name of the, I mean, the song might be called Regrets, but. Um, Go ahead, spit it, uh. What they call it a um a bar? Nah, I'm not gonna spit no bar. I can play the song real quick. No, 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 no. no, that's, no what, what's no. wrong with that? I can't play the song real quick. What you mean? Oh Lord, here we go. Yeah, just a little, little real quick jump. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. You gonna make the speaker? Uh, I'm gonna turn it down a little bit. Yeah, it's called regrets. There we go. You should know the lyrics as much as you love Jay-Z. I do. I do know the lyrics. But this this album came out in 1996, though. Here we go. Stress. Hold on. Get to that chord. Difficult to read them. The windows to his soul. I have couplers. Make me want to ease the stress and learn to drive. Don't forget it. In order to survive, got to learn to live with regrets. Yeah, yeah. That was the chorus right oh, okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I never heard that song before. Yeah. Yeah. It's old school, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's all we have for today. Um, again, you can follow us on social media on Instagram. I'm Brian with the Y underscore Royster. It's R O Y S T E R. 
And I'm SKB underscore mortgage. Okay. All right, guys. So thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>